Welcome to another episode of Soul Matters, episode 13, a mini episode. Welcome back to Soul Matters. It's been a sad and difficult week for our country. Following the murder of George Floyd, the country erupted with protests and riots. People have been hurt, property has been damaged, the coronavirus may spread from close contact and tear gas, and finally the four police officers have all been charged in the murder of George Floyd. It's been a sad week for all of us, and with the title of our podcast being Soul Matters, my hope is that the soul of our country is going to change and that all of this is going to matter. Protesting is one of the cornerstones of our democracy, our right to speak out, to yell out when we are not in agreement with our leaders or our policies. And I am grateful for that right. I am also struck by the implicit hope that must exist in the hearts of our people. There must be faith we can be better, that our country can evolve, that racism can be seen, and that we can collectively overcome it. I just really want to believe that there is hope. I don't mean to minimize what's happening or make it rosy. That's not at all what I'm trying to do. Instead, what I'm just wanting to see is the ray of hope that all of this is going to matter, that it's not going to just be an explosion and then abate and go away, but that it's going to mean something, that we're collectively going to take all of this grief, all of this despair, and we're going to do something with it. That comforts my soul. Today, we're planning a mini episode. We're going to do a meditation for our world, for our country, for our fellow citizens, for the African-American community that has suffered so greatly, and then for ourselves as we suffer in the pain of what's happening. But we are powerful as a collective people. And today, Mark's going to lead us in that collective prayerful meditation called Tonglen. So Mark, tell us a little bit about what you're going to do and the meaning of it, the purpose, and then how we can join you and participate. Well, first I'll, I will say that I had a, uh, a keto teacher many, many years ago. Um, Aikido is the practice, a martial art that is the practice of caring as much about the person that's attacking you as yourself. So it's a practice of peace. Um, And she said that we believe that our safety lies in moving far away from that suffering, from that disturbance. And she said, really, your safety lies in moving into intimacy with that disturbance, whether it's the, the attacker or whether it's the suffering of the world or whether it's an internal suffering. So it's counterintuitive. Like we want to flee and she's saying, move into connection, move into relationship. So this Tonglen practice is really about that. So what it is, is that you can start really small with your own suffering, a piece of your own suffering, or maybe a friend that's going through something hard. You start small and you begin, instead of by moving away from it, you breathe it in. You picture your friend who's suffering and you think about his or her suffering and you breathe it right into the center of your heart and you feel it fully. You let it in. You bring it in close, which is the exact opposite of what we usually do. And then you breathe out toward your friend or toward yourself 
ease, peace, space. Okay, and you imagine that, you think about that, what that might look like, and then you breathe it in. And at some point, after a little while of getting the flow of that, you might think about, oh, this suffering that I'm feeling or that my friend is feeling, like there are so many people in the world that are feeling it, you know, like a cancer diagnosis. There are so many people who are dealing with that or people dealing with the oppression and racism right now in this country. You think about how many people are dealing with that and are wrestling with that, right? So you expand out from this little place of just my friend, myself, and you begin to expand out into realizing the suffering per, perhaps of the city and then your state and then the country and then the world. And then you breathe that suffering into your heart, take it fully in and let it really tenderize your heart and really break your heart open. And then you breathe out love and you breathe out ease and you breathe out peace. And you just keep doing that. You just keep getting in and you let, it's really a practice of developing the strength of the heart and the capacity of letting your heart break. Because when the heart breaks, it also breaks open and it gets bigger. So this is a practice of, of teaching our heart to get bigger so it can hold that suffering. You know, and given the suffering right now on the planet, maybe there's always suffering on the planet, but we are so aware of so much suffering right now. This is a time to practice this. This is a time to take it in, you know, again, to, to get intimate. We need to let what's happening in the world right now and what our country right now break our hearts open. Because from that open heart, we will be able to act in ways that will change. We'll have to change. Yeah, I just want to experience it with you. So what I want to ask you to do is just find a comfortable seat. And if you feel comfortable closing your eyes or, or resting your eyes um, on a still object in front of you, maybe in the floor in front of you. And at first, just beginning to settle. Just beginning to settle. Letting yourself land in your seat fully and come into the moment. Now see if right now, at least in this moment, you might be able to set aside everything else so you can come right here to this very moment, this very breath, this very day. And maybe anchoring yourself in this breath. You know, allowing your awareness of the breath to help keep you present and root yourself right here. So as you breathe, you're just being aware of your breath and you're making a kind of a commitment to take your seat, a warrior's commitment. I'm willing to take my seat right here in this moment, whatever comes. And then from that rooted seat, you could begin to reflect on the suffering that's out in the world. And again, it could start small, with a friend or your own suffering and just begin to imagine that, to think about that, to pay attention to that, to bear witness to that piece of suffering and then breathe it in with the in-breath. Just imagine it coming into your body, coming into your heart, coming into the core center of your heart and feel it. Let that suffering marinate your heart and then as you breathe out toward that suffering toward that person that's suffering breathe out ease breathe out love breathe out the hope that the person has space there's space enough to hold that suffering and then breathe in again 
right into the center, right into the core. Imagine that, that suffering, that flow of suffering, that energy of suffering. Bring it into the intimacy of your own heart, the, the sacred center of your being. Just breathe it in. And then breathe out love and peace and ease. And just keep doing that. Get into the flow, the rhythm of breathing in. As you breathe in, maybe as you touch that suffering, you also compassionately wish the person that their suffering is relieved. And you breathe out peace and ease. In breath and out breath. Breathing in, taking intimate, taking embracing in a way that suffering in your heart and then breathing out peace and ease and relief. And as you do that, you may begin to expand out from that one person suffering, your own suffering, again, thinking that, oh my God, there are so many other human beings out on the planet now that are suffering in the same exact way that this person you're thinking about is suffering. Millions of people. So beginning to breathe in the suffering of those millions, those billions. Just feel that in your heart. Take in all those people's suffering. Take your time to take it in fully. And as you do that, you may expand out the suffering. So it's not just this one piece of suffering, but there's a lot of different kinds of suffering on the planet. And there's definitely the suffering in our country now, the institutional racism and oppression and poverty, and violence, and just begin to breathe all that in. Take it into your heart and breathe out. Such a deep sense of ease and relief and love. And there are people that are dying right now that are on their deathbeds. Breathe in that pain. And there are families that are losing loved ones to the virus or to other reasons. And there's George Floyd's family that lost a dear member, breathe that suffering in. Don't make that suffering other than yourself, but make it a part of you. Take it in. Feel it fully. Become intimate with it. And then breathe out this deep wish for ease and peace and love and relief and change that this suffering will be relieved. Get really close to that suffering, what it feels like in your body and in your heart. And again, let it break your heart open. Let it break your heart. Let it break your heart open. Let it enlarge your heart. And again, keep taking your seat. Keep rooting yourself here because it's hard to stay present with suffering. So you're really taking a warrior stance. I am willing to bear witness and to take this suffering in. I do not want to look away anymore. I want to know this. I want to be intimate with this. So you breathe in all that suffering, the world's suffering, the poverty, the racism, the people who are dying, the people who are grieving, the people that are hurting, the people who are angry, people who are angry at the injustice, people that are hurting, people who are missing people they love, people who can't get together with people they love because of the virus people who are depressed or isolated right now because they can't see people because of the virus. Just breathing all that suffering in. Take it in. And then breathing in your own suffering, how you have been reacting and responding to these, this situation this week. 
take that in. Don't look away from that. Bring it into the center of your heart. Really feel it. Really look at it. Really love it. And then breathe out that ease and that peace and that love that can hold it. And then breathing in again, that suffering, taking it in, feeling it fully in your heart. Again, letting your heart expand to embrace it and to feel it. Staying with it, staying with it, bearing witness to it. Becoming intimate with it. Not being afraid of the suffering like we usually are but knowing it and then breathing out that love, love that can hold it and that hope and the strength that can help us walk in the world. And just taking a few more moments to breathe in like that, to tenderize your heart, to feel fully the grief that's in the world, the sorrow that's in the world. the anger that's in the world. You know, just take it into your heart and then breathe out. Breathe out spaciousness. To give and receive in this way. And then just taking a moment right now to, to just come back to the easy breath. So you're not deliberately, intentionally taking in suffering now or breathing out peace or love. You're just coming back to your seat, coming back to the easy flow of breath, noticing how your body, mind, and heart feels right now, having done this practice today. We spent 5, 10, 15 minutes here. Just breathing in this way, just, just becoming intimate with suffering in this way, moving against the conditioning we have to move away from suffering, to intentionally move towards suffering, and just see how that's affected you, where you are now as opposed to where you might have been when you first closed your eyes. And then taking a moment to begin to find your way back into the room you're in, becoming aware of the room around you and becoming aware of the sounds around you and the silence beyond sounds. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes and come back fully into this world that has so much suffering and so much love and so much despair and so much hope right now. So I'm curious if there's anything you want to share about that experience for you, Juliana. I wish, in a way, I wish I could ask all our listeners that question, but I'm curious if there's anything you want to say about that. I'm just thinking a little bit. In some ways, I had a variety of experiences. First of all, to just become intimate with the pain was a very profound experience to just sit and like 
allow myself to really hold the pain of my pain, my sadness. I've had a lot of pain and sadness about what's been happening and to just hold space for that fully. And then the relief kind of of breathing out peace and love, the relief that came for me as I breathed that out. And then you talked about all the people in the world that are afraid of the virus or might be having the virus because the virus is affecting the whole world collectively. And so that was also a very profound moment for me to just think of the entire world and to hold the the pain and fear of what's going on with the pandemic. And then again, the relief that came for me and hoping that, that somehow in our collective, there can be relief for others in the breathing out of peace and love. And so, and, you know, it was a very active experience of like holding and releasing and holding and releasing. And um, it was moving. Thank you for that. So I, I want to add one thing to this. Um, and I appreciate really just hearing your experience, like both the, how hard it is and and how yeah how hard it is to take in that pain and to really become intimate with it and then that relief that comes when you breathe out and you wish the world some relief from that suffering and again i just want to revisit why do this why would i ever want to move into intimacy with suffering and i think it's so important again to develop the warrior's heart that in doing this practice over and over, you develop the warrior's heart. Um, Sharon Salzberg has a book called A Heart as Wide as the World. And I have a sense that this is what we're doing. We're developing a heart that can be wider so it can take in more of what is happening in the world. And so we don't have to look away or numb out and not see what is happening. We're developing the capacity, the warrior's capacity to really see and take in and feel what is happening and not be overwhelmed by it, but develop compassion. And then we develop compassionate action. You know, we all have to find the practices that call to us and it won't be for mm-hmm. everyone, but this is a gift, this practice, and it can really help us in, in this time. So that's, um, that's my offering. Thank you. it offers one more thing to our listeners about how to be in this time of suffering and to be of service. And I think there are a lot of things that we can be doing for each other. And some of it we talked about last week by turning towards the pain of what's happening in the world and to activate our power and our commitment. And then, and one of the ways that we can do that is to collectively and energetically offer love and peace to each other. We don't know exactly how that plays out. How does prayer play out or how does the collective energy of offering love and compassion in the world play out? But it has, it has impact. And so this is one more way that our listeners can participate in the healing of our country and world. It's like, if we do this, if we bear witness, if we become intimate with the suffering of the planet, and if we breathe out this hope you know, this prayerful hope, we will have to act. 
that 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 breathing that that breathing will turn into action because we cannot witness this kind of suffering and come intimate with it. If we really are feeling all of that and developing our compassion, then action will come naturally, and we will know what action to take. So I want to be really clear: this is not like instead of action. This is like rooting yourself, and natural actions will come. I like that. All right. So you were going to bring our mini episode to a close today with a poem. I've been watching the news, thinking about this stuff, and this poem has been living with me all week. And it comes from um, Langston Hughes. It's the poem I think many people know, and it's a poem from I think the 1920s. I think it was written in the 1920s during the Harlem Renaissance, where there was an explosion of black artists that were coming out of Harlem. And it's a short poem. I'll just read it just seems to speak from the past about the present day. Harlem by Langston Hughes. What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over? like a syrupy sweet. Maybe it just sags like a heavy load. Or does it explode? So thank you all for joining us again for another episode of Soul Matters. We really enjoy and appreciate being on this journey with you. And please support us. Subscribe. Tell your friends, let people know this is here. If you're finding it helpful, if you're listening, enjoying what you're hearing. And also feel free to go to our Instagram page, which is soul.matters.podcast and leave us feedback. We want to know what's on your mind. And thank you so much for joining us again for this episode of Soul Matters. And we'll see you next week. See you next time.